Welcome back to another episode of How to Connect with Your Kids. I'm Grace McKenzie. And I'm Ryan McKenzie. We have a very special guest today. Returning in fact, guests. Returning guest is right. And in fact, they are actually our new hosts. Woo! Joy and Mike and McCubbins. So you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to start Hello. the podcast over and we're going to let them take it from the top. Here we go. And welcome back to another episode of How to Connect with Our Kids with your host, Micah. And Joy. McCubbin. We're excited today that we get the chance to speak with our new guests. Um, if y'all could introduce yourselves, please. Hi, I'm Grace McKenzie. I'm Ryan McKenzie. Good to be here. And so th this podcast is here to help parents hear from other folks, other parents that are in the mix with them and on um, how to connect with our kids, how to grow as a family, and how to um, be better parents. Yeah, we want to encourage each other by um, sharing stories, insights, and just things that people have done right, things we wish we could have done better. And um, we thought it would be a great way to uh, start our hosting era by interviewing Grace and Ryan, the Northwest Children's Church pastors. So we are so glad and honored that you have trusted us um, with this podcast. We're so excited about the vision that you guys have for um, our church and the children and families of our church. And so we want to pick your brains and hear your stories and just enjoy a nice conversation with you guys. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. We're ready to go. Awesome. So, you know, wanted to start out big and just have you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah. So we have been married for 13 years, 13 years. We have five children. Um, our oldest is 12. We have Caden and we have Nadia and Heidi, our two older girls, 10 and Heidi's almost eight now. Yeah. And then we have two two-year-olds, Chloe and Zion, Chloe's our adopted daughter. She's almost three, mm -hmm. and Zion's two and a half. So we were actually um, we were fostering Chloe for two years, and then we um, were actually able to adopt her the beginning of this year. And we were honored to get to be a part of that and get to be a part of her life from the day that she was introduced to you guys. What a special thing for get for any yeah. of you that don't know that. Um, Micah and I are related to Grace and Ryan, if you didn't hear that previously on the past episode. <laughs> but Grace and I are sisters. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And we are also, as God would have it, also adoptive parents. And how cool is it that our son, Owen, and your daughter, Chloe, will have each other to grow up together as friends, yeah. as cousins, and as fellow adoptees in the same family. Absolutely. That's the best. Yeah. Uh when Chloe wakes up uh, almost every day, I ask her, did you have any dreams? What did, how'd you sleep? And she says, yes, Owen. <laughs> yes, Owen. Playing with Owen. <laughs> That's awesome. It's wonderful to see them all together. Um, so we had mentioned in the beginning that you guys are the children's church pastors. Can you give us, uh, tell us about the journey on how you became the pastors? You just walk in one day and you got the spot or was there more to the story? Kind of. That's pretty much how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was younger, I definitely always uh, liked hanging out with um, 
<laughs> with kids, whether it was my little cousin or kids at the church. And so when I was in high school and college, if there was a, an opportunity to work in the children's church um, on a Sunday or with a VBS, I, I just loved it. So I just remember telling um, some people in leadership, you know, if there's ever, uh, if you're ever looking for someone to do kids church, I'm definitely interested. So um, then we got married. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't too long after we got married that uh, we were asked to. Uh, I think we up. were asked to start it before we got married. We were engaged. No, oh, I could be off on the timing there. It was right about the same exact time, though. But it was it was, um, yeah, I think before we had like a rotation of people doing kids church. And then we were like, man, we really love this. We love the mm-hmm. kids. And we saw we both love kids and we saw a place where there was a need because there wasn't like a consistent schedule or consistent face uh, leading it. So yeah. we're like, man, we could, we could have some fun with that and we could make a difference there. So um, we said we'd, we'd give it a shot. And 12 years later, we're still here. 12 or yeah, we're still doing it. Still going strong. <laughs> it's awesome. We're loving it. We've got a really great team. And um, some of the kids that used to be in kids church are now helping us lead yeah. the whole thing, which is really cool to see. So much fun. That's incredible. And, as two people on the sidelines that have been able to watch from the very beginning, it was an overnight transformation of the children's church. When you take um, a ministry that was led by, you know, volunteers, everybody, a part of the church, you know, volunteering, and then you hand it to somebody who has vision and a calling and excitement. And it just immediately took it to another level. And you guys didn't even have kids yet. (laughs) <laughs> right. I was pregnant with our first. So, so it yeah. definitely was not when we were engaged. <laughs> I could, I, my timing could be off a little bit. Yeah. Everything. I mean, when you get, when you get, when you get married and have a kid 11 months later, 10 months later, everything's a blur, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Go big. Go big. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, the topic of the podcast is how to connect with your kids. And I think that's one of the greatest questions that we've been that has been asked on this podcast in the past. And to hear all the varieties of answers has been uh, really the most compelling part. So we'll turn it on to you guys. How do you connect with your kids? Yeah, I think the first um, the first thing that I try to keep in mind is really just listening to them um, when I don't want to listen sometimes. Sometimes, especially with five of them, or even when there was two or three, it just seems like the the noise and the talking is never ending. And I, I want some time to, I, I'm more, I like quiet, but I just have realized how important it is to listen, even when they're not, they might not be saying the most life-changing things, or they might not be pouring out their heart with all of their needs. But if they know that I care about what they're, what they're thinking about, then it, once we get to a point where they really need someone to listen to, they're, they're going to come to us if they're, yeah. if they're used to us listening to them with when it doesn't, really matter if that makes sense oh yeah that's amazing that's thinking big picture long term (laughs) yeah yeah it's exciting grace is really good at that and she says that it gets loud and a lot of talking usually i mean without the kids that's just how i am is i'm just (laughs) (laughs) loud and a lot of talking with her so it's it's um she listens to me well too which is awesome but um the connecting with our kids i love carving out just fun things to do um even if it's just something small like let's all just jump in the pool late at night or let's all go get some ice cream together like little moments like that are are, i think are just huge to Mm -hmm. do them on purpose and and not just um 
wait for our kids to ask for something, but like mm-hmm. actually make something happen for them. As a lot of times they don't even realize what they want until we show it to them and until we give it to them. So that's like been huge for us. Um, yeah. Some of the big ways we've done that, um, each each kid we've done a, a trip with. So I think when they get to be like six or seven years old, um, we took Caden to the Badlands. Um, we took Nadia to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It was like a business trip for me, but um, we got to go see the Golden Gate Bridge and the sea lions and all the fun stuff. Um, we just took Heidi to a, a national park up near Cleveland and explored some really cool rocks and stuff there. So we, we really love national parks, but um, going to... Um, when the babies, the two younger ones get older, we'll, we'll find a trip specifically for them and then we'll go through them all again. You know, so it's been those are the big ways. But then, like I said, jumping in the pool, getting some ice cream, mm-hmm. um, watching a movie together, just stuff that's like this is for you. And um, that's that's made a, a big, big difference. Yeah, and I think it was a really good point, like not to wait until they ask for it is also something that we've realized with connecting with them Um with their walk with God and how to disciple them because they're not always going to ask us for those things. And so we shouldn't, shouldn't assume that they just don't want to, but they might not ask us, Hey, can we pray together? But we found that once we take, once we initiate it and we, we say, okay, we're going to have um, family prayer time. What, you know, what are some things that are on your heart? Like who can we pray for? And is there something that you're struggling with or something that you want to see happen? Like, what can we pray for you guys about? they start really opening up and and there've been times where they, they say things that I wouldn't have seen unless we made that time specifically yeah. to ask them, you know, what, what do you need God's help with right now? Um, yeah, it's been big. We, we've kind of so taken a, a lead off and with um, basically every, every week, we at the very least once a week, we try to get together as a family and talk about the week. So what's been good this week? What's been hard this week? What are you excited about coming up in the future, right? So like victories, challenges, and opportunities is kind of what we, we look at. And um, when we first started doing it, like our, their youngest ones are like, they're like, uh, what's a week? <laughs> how how uh, is that yesterday or tomorrow? When's it like they just time doesn't always work with little kids you know <laughs> it's so we're like okay we need to teach you what a, what, what a day is what a week is <laughs> but um it, and, and some of the answers are just like I liked ice cream or I want to see a friend. And it's just very simple. Like um, if you're looking for the big answer, it's almost like feels meaningless. Like why? That's not the answer we're looking for here. We want something life changing right now. You know, we want, this doesn't even matter that we're doing this because they give the same answer they'd give it. But then the more we've done it, right. the more they look forward to it. And then they, they they know it's a place where they're going to be able to have our ear and say, what's hard. You know, if, if they were struggling with something or they're thinking something, um, or what they're excited about, something they really want to do. And so it's just been really cool to have that space where they know it's coming. There's a consistency to it. Yeah. But it, their answers could be different every time. And there's no pressure to have a big answer or you're not looking down, not looking down if they have a, like a I don't know answer. That's fine, too. It's just mm-hmm. the consist- consistency of them doing it on purpose has been huge to to get them to open up to us. And so we can get like an insight of where, what's in their mind, what they're thinking about and what mm-hmm. they what they really need. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I love that you mentioned that our kids don't always know what they want until we show it to them. Yeah. yeah. And that is, I guess, as as parents, that that just really connects to me. That's an aha moment for me because so many times we don't want to pressure our kids and right. put words in their mouth. 
But at the same time, they don't know the right ways yet. They're still learning. They haven't been through life. And we also know that culture is another voice trying to tell them what matters to them. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't know if you can speak to that for a second um, with, you know, knowing the difference between helping your kids know what they want Mm. without pressuring it. Yeah, that's, that's really, I like that thought a lot because if we think, and Grace and I have talked about this a little bit, but if we think that we're just going to wait for our kids to say, oh, I want to talk about God, or I want to pray, or I want help with my homework, or I want help with talking to my, my friends, or whatever it might be, anything in life, like, if we don't lead the way in that, someone else will. And it's usually going to be, or something else will, and it's usually going to be a movie that they watch or a YouTube video that they stumble upon that you don't want them to, or, or it's going to be, um, once they get on social media later, it's going to be a post that they, somebody's questioning something that now all of a sudden they've got a doubt in their head. But if we can be the one that, that talks through those things first, and we can be the one that shows them the truth first, um, it can really help them when doubts come up. It can really help them when struggles come up. It can really help them when like hard times come up. And mm-hmm. it's, that's been huge for, for us is being able to, um, so a, a really practical example, um, we're talking to our kids about, um, slowly and at the right time about sex and about mm-hmm. their bodies and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, we, we make time individually, both Grace and myself with one of them and we'll pull them in and we'll, we'll talk through some things. And then afterwards we get to us three watch a movie together or do something where it's just us together to like, it's not just a weird conversation, then kick you out and see you later. Right. It's uh, some, some family time with just that one kid too. And that's been huge because it's going to come really quick where somebody shows them something we don't want them to, or they hear something that they shouldn't hear. And they're going to hear it in a way that we wouldn't want them to hear it. But if they hear it from us first, they're going to come back to us and ask us questions about it. And if they hear it from someone else first, there's shame and there's guilt and there's like an awkwardness and a weirdness. And I'd never want to talk to my parents about that because they didn't talk to me about it. Right. So we don't want to sit here and like brainwash kids and think this is the only way to think. This is the only way to do things and enforce them to. But we do want to teach them the truth. So when they hear something that's a lie, they'll come to us Mm -hmm. because they heard it from us first and they know we're a safe place to talk about it. That's amazing. So you're really working towards setting yourself up to be the first source and the the filter to put all the other thoughts through first. I really like that a lot. I love that. So here's a, let's just kind of turn the, turn it around a little bit. There are so many things that you guys are doing right. And we can attest to that. We know your five children and they are absolutely incredible. Um, I'm so glad that my kids are friends with them. I want your kids to influence my kids and you're doing such an amazing job with them. But surely along the way, maybe there have been some uh, missteps or or things, setbacks, things you (laughs) wish you would have done differently. Would you mind uh, sharing any of those things? Definitely. You want to start with that? Um, I think for me, whenever I, uh, Whenever I don't take responsibility for sin that I see in my kids, I think that's a major setback. Um, I'm really missing an opportunity to connect with them. So if if they're complaining or if they're being mean to each other and I just see it as, well, this is completely inconveniencing my day, 
Um, I'm, I, I've taken a moment that really we could have connected and like, um, you know, gone to God and asked for help. I, I could have taken that moment and said, okay, I feel like this sometimes too. Let's repent, you know, like let's, let's ask God to change our hearts together. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've just thrown it out because, because I've made, you know, my own schedule more important than, th- than them, more important than, um, you know, f- learning how to follow Jesus. Um, so I think that for me, that's the biggest, the times that I feel like I failed when, um, in connecting with my kids is, is missing those times because of, you know, I feel too busy or it feels like they've, um, <laughs> yeah, ruined my day or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's so much easier to let it slide, right? Yeah. Either let it slide or just, one. yeah. Or, or lash out like in, in anger and just trying to, you know, shut it down right away or, you know, yeah. and instead of actually dealing with their hearts or with the sin. So yeah, That's so I've incredible. got two. Go ahead. I say I've got two two thoughts from from myself as well, because um, we we struggle in different ways. My wife and I are very different at times, but I remember this 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 thought is stuck in my head from when we were first married, and we were we first had probably two years into our marriage because Caden was talking. Shoot, he was talking very early, so maybe it was a year. I don't know. <laughs> but um, we're driving to church, and we're in an argument. You ever been in an argument on the way to church? And like we're like. <laughs> getting ready to never lead kids church or do something like that. And we're like pretty heated. Like it's like some kind of disagreement or miscommunication, but it was like a fight, you know? And, and Caden as a two-year-old yelled from the backseat, stop fighting. Mm. And like, it like broke my heart that mm. um, we, and this is where the failure I think comes in a lot is when we fight, it's in the moment or when you argue with somebody, it's in the moment and it's in front of your kids and you always forgive and you always make up. Like, I, I never doubt that we're going to actually forgive each other and make up. But then mm-hmm. if we're relating this directly to how we connect with our kids, the, the make up and the, the forgiveness comes alone away from the kids. Right. So they see the argument, they see the tension, they feel it and they know it's there, mm-hmm. but they don't actually get to experience the like the forgiveness side of it. They don't see it. So um, that, that's I think that's a, a big failure early on in our marriage that we try to do on purpose now where if we're arguing or mm-hmm. something comes up and there's a tense moment at all, right. they, they also see the redemptive side of it too. And they're part of that as well. So I think that's, um, we, we're, we've learned to communicate better with each other, but it still happens, you know, things still yeah. come up. But I think the biggest thing I've learned there is just to let them see that it's not just fights there. There's a really great, um, redemption there too. And there's really great uh, relationship at the end of it too. So that's, that's one thing for us that I think really impacts our kids. Um, and then the other thing is w- with when you have more than one kid, um, inevitably every single day, someone someone's going to be mad at somebody else or someone's going to bump somebody. Somebody's going to get hurt. Someone's going to something's going to happen. Right. So I am really quick. I can be really quick to like say somebody knocks somebody down. Uh, and I'll go grab the kid that knocked the one down rather than make sure the one that fell down is okay. <laughs> right. So I'm, I make a mistake when I am um, fast on discipline and not on relationship. And I want to, I've been trying to change myself to go out, like, let's go after the, the person that is hurting first and then we can deal with whatever discipline issue next. Like, but that's, I think that's, that's a big one for me. And that's more recent actually realizing that. So that's, that's huge. I think that's going to turn out to work out well for you because when you take the the time 
like when you when you go to discipline first, you're reacting on your emotions. Right. But when you when you take that that breath in between the initial um, action that happened and the discipline, making sure that there's that space of breath in there that I can I need to discipline. I'm not going to ignore it, but I'm not going to do it based on how I feel on my emotions. I think you're going to yeah. find great success there. That's really good. Uh, back to the good stuff. This is all good. I mean, it's all good, but back to the positive side. One of the things that Joy and I have seen um, that's been incredible from the outside is how involved your kids are with your ministry. Mm-hmm. As a parent, I want that too. How do I, how, what's my first step? Or what's my next step um, to get my kids to be involved in the ministry I'm involved in? Um, I think for us, they see how how much fun we have with it, like that it's actually something we enjoy doing. I think that's the first step is um, because, of course, when we serve, you know, there's effort and, it, and it's work. But if that's all our kids are hearing about is, OK, I'm busy. I got to go to church to do this again. They're expecting me to do this. Then they're not going to want to be a part of that. But if it's I don't know, we just have. We have a lot of fun with it. We have we um, it's something that yeah that we're excited to go do. So then they want to go do that with us. Yeah, I think, and also it's kind of built into our life. Like um, when we first started as kids church pastors, I had a full time job. Grace was working. Like it was it was just a, um, but we still loved it so much. Like we didn't know any better, or maybe we did, didn't care. But like we just we'd have intercession meetings at the church at six in the morning. I'm I put Caden in the car seat and bring him yeah. with me. Or we have meetings at night. He just come along from, from the time he's in a car seat on. So like yeah. he just was around it and loved it. So um, that's been different for each of our kids. But the other thing that's built into it is since we're pouring into the next generation, um, we've got kids around our kids that are just the next level above them or the next age group above them constantly. So now um, we've got kids asking us, can we take Nadia out for ice cream? Can we come over and... And Hank, can Caden come with me while I go to this other guy's house? And like, they're they're starting to reach out to our kids, the ones that we're we've been pouring into, which has been really like without us even asking. Like, it's just been really cool to to see that happen. And it's like, it's not just mom and dad saying do this, but it's people we've poured into saying do this. And I've seen other parents say that same thing, but what they really mean is like, I don't, I can't be the one to tell my kid what to do. I need somebody else. Right. But I think it, you it needs to be both. Like the parents have to show it and then you need, then other people will come along as well if they see that you're excited about it. So it's been, I mean, that's been huge. And Rick Strombeck told me something a while ago, um, which was just really great advice is we're not going to, we don't force our kids into any ministry positions. We're not going to make them do something, but if we see a gifting, we're going to, I'm going to encourage it. If they ask to be a part of it, I'm going to say yes whenever I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to discourage it. Um, so if they want to pray, if they want to, um, teach in kids church with me. If they want to um, be the example and get up on stage and read a verse with me, I'm going to say, yes, come on, do it with me. Um, mm. So just being being able to, to say yes to them and, and encourage their gifting that we notice in them that they might not even notice themselves. Uh, I think that changes the way they see things too. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And you actually have Caden on the kids encounter coming up, the kids camp. Yeah. He's going to be sharing. Is that right? 
So he's going to be an assistant small group leader. He's in sixth grade, going into seventh grade. He's uh, he's going to be a small group leader with uh, with Brandon, who's his small group leader uh, for middle schoolers. And then um, him and Eli are teaching on a, uh, a session we call the fight, like how to actually live a Christian life. So it's uh, it's pretty wow. cool. And Eli is one of the guys that are mentoring Caden now that you mentored. Yeah, yeah, yeah as a high school too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. Guys. I absolutely, of course, I already love you because you're my brother and my sister, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it is so inspiring to watch you live out and emulate and reproduce our church's vision, which is that we would be a church for generations. And especially within, I can't even call it the children's church ministry. It's the, the family ministry to see multiple generations serving alongside each other. And there's always one person that is following the person in front of them, as well as leading the person behind them. You just see that multi-generational friendship. Um, yeah. Excellent peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and just that community that doesn't know age or season, but just knows we're all in this together. We're all wanting to love the Lord and be changed by him and, and, and see what he does. And I love that you have created that atmosphere. It is so, um, inviting and exciting. And so we're so excited to be a part of this ministry with you guys. We always love to hear what you guys have to say, um, about children, about ministry. And, and it's especially an honor to watch you guys raise your children. Um, thank you. And moments that not everybody else gets to see, like you really do live out um, your ministry. It is a part of your life. It's not just a job or at certain times of the week, but it truly is uh, an outpouring and an extension of your home, your literal home and and your your family of seven. So we love what you guys are doing. Um, And we're so glad that you're on the show with us as our first interviewees. And I would like to ask you one last question. Do you have any go-to phrases that you repeat to your children or to yourself? Stop that. Stop that. (laughs) Get off of there. Get off of him. (laughs) Take it out of your mouth. (laughs) That is not food. (laughs) That's a never ending list. Uh, but is there any go-to phrase that if we were to ask Caden and Nadia and Heidi, Hey, what, what is your, what is something that your parents want you to know? What would they, what would they tell us? I mean, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is with the babies. Um, and when the kids are little, like I'll ask them, how much does daddy love you? I ask them all the time and their, their response is so much. And mm-hmm. like, it started with Caden, I think, and I just is like, it's just a question. Do you know that I love you? Yeah. How much do I love you? A lot. I was like, no, more than that. And then it got to where he's standing on a table, reaching his hand to the ceiling, trying to touch the ceiling. I'm like, more than that. And so it ends up just this big like tackle hug. It's so much. <laughs> it's just like so. Each one of the kids has their own version of that. It's just how how much does Daddy love you? And it's so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think um, something that I say a lot to the kids is, is whenever they're not being kind to each other, 
I will. I'll sit them down and I'll say, is that where you want to be when Jesus comes back? No. (laughs) (laughs) But with with all five of them, I I definitely, they know it's coming once they get to a certain age, but I'll say, why did, why did God give you a mouth? You know, was it to say mean things? You know, is it to build people up? Is it to sing beautiful songs with your beautiful voice and, and say beautiful things? Why did he give you your hands to create beautiful things? You know, not to, not to pull, not to hit other people, but to help people. So I think that's something that they have all gotten used to me saying um, to them. <laughs> I look forward to those. Like that, that's like a, a beautiful moment for me to see when when I see them do something wrong and I want to step in and stop it. And she's like, "Why did God give you your hands?" And there's like, it just you can see it click. And they're like, to love people, to help people, to hold to hold hands, to hug, to make and cool things, make cool things, whatever it is to, it's really, it's really special. It's, it's more than discipline. It's teaching them like why they exist <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and, and how, how useful they can be that they have a purpose. And it's, and you can sit a kid down and like teach them all those things all you want to, but in the moment they, they can feel it because it's not just, I'm not just in trouble, but like, man, I, there's something bigger for me than this. And grace is amazing at that. That's just, that's, it's just really special for me to see when, when those moments happen, I like in an odd way, look forward to them. <laughs> not that I want my kids to get in trouble, but I just literally, I literally love it. I love that you guys don't see their mistakes or their sin as coming in the way of connecting with them, but you see it as an opportunity to show them the love of God, to show them your love and forgiveness. And, and you run towards those moments instead of cringing or getting frustrating. And, and that's inspiring. And that's a good reminder for myself to walk away, remembering that those are moments to go towards, not get frustrated over. Also, I'm going to yeah. steal that from you, Grace. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Implementation. Well, we are so, um, so glad that we got a chance to talk with you guys and we've got to wrap this up, but would you like to end with giving a, giving a little shout out about the kids encounter that's coming up? Yeah, we're, th- this is exciting. First time we've ever done this version of it. We've been mm-hmm. doing kids encounters for the last 12 years now. Um, we've probably done 15 of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going on a two night sleepover camp um, on May 21st. No, no, June. June 1st. Wow, that's, wow. June 1st, 2nd and 3rd. It's two nights. Uh, we're, we're staying at a campground, like, in, in a cabin that's air-conditioned. It'll be great. But it's um, it's going to be really exciting. And then yeah. a couple weeks after that, we're doing a, uh, a youth uh, getaway, yeah. which is a three-night thing, which is going to be crazy. So we got two big events coming this summer for youth. Yeah, you can go to the Northwest Church website and sign your kids up. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. I, I'm we're so grateful that you make God and make God fun because <laughs> he is, and you make opportunities for kids that not everybody thinks they need, that they're too young for. But I love that you see that they do want God. They do want that relationship and you make a, a place um, and time for them to go after and get it, and make those friendships and connect with God in a real way at a young age Um, So we are so excited for what you guys are doing and it is so fun to talk about what God's put on your heart and thank you. Thank you you guys so much. You guys are amazing. And we'll see you Sunday at church. Yes. Bye.
Thanks everybody for joining us on another episode of how to connect with your kids till next time. Bye. Bye.